Hello and welcome to the Life Capoeira. Very pleased to welcome our guest today, Mestre Carlo Alexander. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for the invitation, David. I believe you started Capoeira in 1981. What got you started with Capoeira? Okay, so actually I started Capoeira in Niterói. It was in Angola, it was regional, with a group called Bamo, Mestre Batata and, and Bogado, Mestre Bogado. And then after, after a few months, a friend of mine, Tur, he was doing capoeira with his, his aunts and his, no, his, someone from his family, his cousin, sorry. And then he invited me to go to his capoeira. And I said, man, I, I'm doing capoeira already. You know, I'm fine. I'm happy here doing my, you know, my thing. Then, oh, okay, whenever he wants. And then after two weeks, I went to visit his, his master, Mesh Marco Aurelio. And when I saw, when I arrived the in the backyard of Marco Aurelio, Mesh Marco Aurelio, he was playing with a guy in his, in his garden, like, yeah, earth and garden. And I was looking, I, I sat in a kind of wall and I looked to, to them, to his Marco Aurelio playing with the students, very close to the floor, yeah, Capoeira Angola. And I was like, I looked to Arthur, I said, Arthur, this is not Capoeira. Arthur said, yes, that's Capoeira Angola. So that was the beginning, really, when I really met, met Capoeira Angola, yeah? In the backyard of my master, 81. Wow. And did you always know that you might be on the path of becoming a mestre? Or did it gradually grow before Capoeira became your whole life? I never, I never thought about uh, getting any tied to Capoeira, never. But... I was engulfed by that, yeah, somehow, because I was a, I was a physiotherapist and, you know, my life was always be searching about movement, understanding biomechanics, blah, blah, blah. And Capoeira came together with that in terms of, uh, it was something that gave me knowledge about movement. So I, I was using Capoeira in my, in my profession as a physiotherapist, teaching people movements, you know, function, functional movements from Capoeira. So I... I, I was using that already without any any uh, any ideas about oh, I'm gonna be a master, I'm gonna be living on Capoeira. But then I traveled to London to do a master degree, and uh, and I started to teach Capoeira in London. I didn't start to teach Capoeira in Brazil. I started in London in '96. In Brazil, I was just a student, so I have no pretensions of being a Capoeira a master or a teacher, contra maestro, whatever. But in London, suddenly. I was teaching capoeira, earning money with capoeira, and I was really happy with that. So I didn't have the, I didn't, I didn't program at anything. And then in in, in 2004 in Denmark, Arros, uh, I went to events with my master, Mestre Marco Aurelio, one, Mestre Zé Carlos, one of my masters from the same generation, the, the same crew of Mestre Moraes in Rio, Marco Aurelio, Zé Carlos, Armando, Braga, Neco, Numuma, these people, yeah. We went to this event in Arros. I was invited by Mestre Braga, which was living in Genebra, still living in Genebra. And then Zé Carlos sat on my side. Mestre Neco sat in front of me, having a coffee. And he told me, today you're going to be receiving a title of Master, of Mestre. I said, what? Are you sure? I'm sure. So Mestre Neco is here as a testimony. Are you okay with that? I said, absolutely, I'm ready. And we went to the order and I received a huge hastera, beautiful hastera from Ashley Edison, from Rio as well. And that was my, my bachezado in Arros, Denmark. <laughs> so I, I went straight to, to master, not 
trainer, not contra mesh, not instructor, nothing like that. It was straight to master. Wow. And that was back in 2004 and obviously started in 81. That's a lot of long time. What changes have you seen in Capoeira? I know that you said in the introduction to Contra Golpe, your album, that you weren't taught the rhythms. You had to learn those from a cassette tape and that some of the changes have been for the better. How have things changed over this long time? Then a lot. As I told you, I started Capoeira in the backyard of my master. Capoeira, Capoeira Angola wasn't institutionalized like that. I mean, the resurgency of Capoeira was when Moraes started to do the events, these big events in the Forte. That, today they call the Forte da Capoeira, but before it was just Forte, yeah? Forte Santo Antonio. So that was the beginning of this resurgency of uh, re- people giving value again to Capoeira. So he invited João Grande and mass, old master from, from, from Bahia. I went in there in one of the first ones. So from there, I mean, Capoeira became international, as you know. Master João Grande went to live in, uh, in New York. Rosal went to live in, uh, in Germany. Uh, Cobrinha went to live in, in Washington. I'm talking about Capoeira Angola, yeah? which is, is my, my metier. So, and then because of that, Capoeira changed. The changing points, yeah, when Capoeira went, went abroad with these guys, a Gelon that went, regional as well, Gelon that went to New York, João Grande that went to New York, Cobrinha that went to Washington, Rosalvo that went to, Rosalvo Laes that went to, went to Germany, and other people that I don't want to forget anyone, but there, of course there's other people. But that was the changing point, yeah? Capoeira became international and became like, uh, the value of Capoeira went up again. But also, I have to say that Moraes did have these historic, historic events, uh, the international workshops of Mesh Moraes de Acapi, Grupo de Capilangola Pelourinho, no Forte de Santo Antônio, which today they call Forte da Capoeira. Yeah? That was a cutting point as well in the, in the history of Capilangola, when people start to go from abroad to there to see, and Capoeira more intellectualized because Moraes used to invite people from the university, people from, uh, from Washington and New York, academics as well. So it became this kind of hub. And then from there, exploded everywhere. Yeah, From there, we are where we are now. I mean, to me, to find a holiday de Capoeira in the 80s in Rio de Janeiro was impossible, almost impossible. Capoeira Angola, basically. Yeah? Now, you, now there's many holidays. You can just go in the corner. Every weekend, there's a holiday. But that time wasn't like that. And did those events that Mestre Mori set up inspire you for things like the Hoda de Capoeira, the Cais de Valango, and Hoda de Saberis that you set up in Rio. Yeah, absolutely. Moraes planted the seeds, the political seeds of Capoeira in every, all, all his students, yeah? Because he's a very political man, all, always very, very concerned and very thoughtative about racism, about uh, all these kind of problems in Brazil, in Capoeira, mainly racism and, and blackness, you know, in Capoeira. So he always planted these discussion, political discussions in Capoeira. And uh, I think everybody that passed through Moraes has these seeds. We, ju- we, we don't just do Capoeira. We think Capoeira. Capoeira is a social f- tool for transformation. Yeah, And uh, even without thinking about uh, why I'm doing that, I know that I was doing that because I had that seed from Moraes. And, and also he says, don't do Capoeira only. You have to study. You have to do your conclude your university, you have to be working in other things, not just working in Capoeira at all. As, and he's, he's right, because he's a teacher as well, so he never lived on Capoeira only. He always have his own 
profession, yeah, as an English teacher. And I really believe on that because if you use capoeira for earning money just on capoeira, I think is is quite dangerous, actually. You know, you can make like wrong things if you depend on capoeira for living. I think you've also drawn inspiration from Nina Simone with some of your musical projects in terms of not just capoeira, but also social commentary in the music that you've done. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. Uh, to talk about that, so I'll have to say that's a big change in my perspective, in my view of the music of capoeira was, was when I done my initiation in candomblé and I saw how they treat the instruments in candomblé. They treat the instruments as beings, as they have life as sacred things, sacred items. So from that initiation, which I was like 21 days taking part in all these rituals in Candomblé, I saw how they deal with these aspects of Candomblé, the musicality. Musicality in Candomblé is sacred, and how they make it sacred is amazing. So they give food to the tabaki, they dress the tabaki, they treat the tabaki as someone, as a human being. And from that moment, I perceived that you need to learn a lot about the instrumentation, about the instrumental capoeira to make the magic happen, to make beautiful games happen, to make like the phenomena of the game becomes, becomes sacred as well. Sacred, when I say sacred, is not in a, in a religious way, okay? It's just like you feel that you are doing something that is, that is more there, that connects you with yourself connects you with your essence and connects you with the nature as well. So music for me is the beginning of capoeira without like this very careful way of playing music. Your capoeira will be not complete. You know, you, you'll be missing something there. Yeah, but that I learned not in capoeira, I learned in canoblé. And then I use this knowledge in capoeira as well. How to tune the berimbau, how to sing on the tuning. You know, it's very important to be tuned, not like singing just because you are uh, uh, playing, but you have, to, you have to play with the singing. You have to play with the instruments as well. And this is something for me that's made, made me start to record. I said, okay, then I want to go deep on that. So I want to learn how to go to a studio, how to do the mic, how to make everything work, you know, to, be the, to have the best music for us. And I'm still learning. I'm not, say, I'm not saying that I do the best music in Capoeira at all. It's a learning process. It's a life learning process, yeah? And... Your latest album that's that's come out in Cantarias is the the end of a trilogy that's helping to celebrate indigenous ancestral knowledge and, and connecting people with their ecosystems. Yeah. Would you like to tell us about the, the latest album that you've just released? Okay, the, so we, the last one we released was Stories of Plantas, yeah? Was because of Bolsonaro, because of all the attacks he was doing in Brazil against the native people and against the, against the forest. I said, well, time to talk about that, yeah? Time to talk about the about the, the roots of capoeira, also the native roots of capoeira, because we have also these parts in capoeira as well. The trees and the and the nature that we talk in the, in the singings that come from, from Candomblé. I'm trying to bring these aspects of, uh, of Brazil to capoeira as well. Because we, we talk a lot about the past, about what happened in Brazil. I want to talk what we are, what's happening now, what's going on now in Brazil. And what's going on in Brazil is Amazonia, is the ecology, is global warming, is extinction of animals, is the, and, and how the native people protect the forest, how the native people, the indigenous people in Brazil protect the animals. 
you know I, I i want to learn with that so this book this book sorry this this album encantados encantados is like the enchanted ones the magic beings the magic entities of brazil which is like many 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 not just from candomblé but from the native people as well and from the caboclo which is like the miscegenation of black african black uh, people and the indigenous so they have many many myths about these these uh, entities and i'm going to maranhão to research during two weeks to get to learn uh, to interview these people in maranhão which is a state full of encantados yeah so to bring this knowledge to capoeira because this knowledge is about protecting the environment protecting the native knowledge protecting the native the ancestral knowledge they have so i want to just to bring this to capoeira and give more value to that as well mixing with candomblé but not just with candomblé with the african knowledge but also with the native caboclo knowledge of brazil and as well as your musical projects on the go i believe you have a book that's going to be coming out yeah and the book is a completely different idea yeah? it's not about the, the encantados the book is about myself somehow it's an autobiography yeah uh, when's the book going to be released the book gonna be now end of august in on amazon it's like uh, I can tell you maybe then a list of the. It's like a book with the ten chapters. I start with my beginning on capoeira, as I told you. You know, I met Marco Aurelio, so I start talking about this story, and then I go through Pulo do Gato, which is like the jump of the cats. It's my game with John Grande in New York in in Salvador in 1998 when I had like the, well, sorry, sorry, 87 when I have the first game and last game with John Grande. And it was like epic because, well, you're gonna see the book. It's a it's a beautiful story that I I, I have in my heart and I have in my body as well as as I have a scar from this from this game. And then I go to the making of a of a drum to make the making of of an atabaque with the same recipes of candomblé atabaque for using in, in in our hodas. This atabaque today lives in uh, in London actually. And then I talk about a roda we've done in the church, inside of a church in, in Rio de Janeiro. And then I talk about my, my traveling to Martinique to see the Laja, which is like a cousin of Capoeira. It's a martial arts, combat martial arts as well in Martinique. So there's many, many moments of my life which I think there's some, some knowledge which can be used, some values, some lessons which can be used for Capoeira, some secrets that I'm talking about as well. I'm looking forward to it. For our listeners, you can, as well as buying the book on Amazon when it comes out at the end of August, you can find Mestre Carlo's musical catalogue on Bandcamp, and I'll link to that in the description. The last question I like to ask is, what is capoeira? <laughs> well, every, everybody, well, all the, all, to all the people that have asked that to me, I start, to, I start from uh, Mestre Pastinha quotes, yeah? Because it's much easier to reply, to respond. So capoeira is everything mouths can eat, yeah. And these quotes is not from Pastinha. This quote is from Exu. Exu is an orisha in, in capoeira, yeah. Some people bad comparing is a mistake. Yeah, compare Exu with the uh, devil, okay? So the trickster. But Exu is much more than that. Yeah, Exu is a god of communication. Yeah, Exu is a god of that con that communicate the, the 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 heaven with the with with the earth. So people with the gods. So he's the one. He's the one that everyone to start any plans in Candomblé, Brazilian people that are from Candomblé, to any plans they ask permission for 
to a shoe. Okay, so a shoe is everything mouth can eat, is a communicator. So I think capoeira opens your mouth to the words. Makes you see the word in a different perspective, upside down somehow. So it's a, sub, it's a sub, sub, subversive martial philosophy of life. So do you see through the reality what is behind the reality? So capoeira teach me to see Brazil, a Brazil that I know and I didn't see before capoeira. Capoeira taught me how to see Brazil, to understand Brazil, to understand the real problems of Brazil. If it wasn't capoeira, I possibly Davi, would be a lawyer. I would be a doctor or I would be an engineer, engineer. Because of capoeira, I'm a thinker. I think Brazil. I think people. I think my relationships. Capoeira have teach, teach me that, that this way of being, yeah? looking the, to the word across the reality. And because of the game, because the, of the performance, because capoeira is not, it's not, it's not a reality. Yeah? Capoeira is extra reality. Yeah? You go to the hoda and you are doing a performance. You are not living a, no, a normal life in the hoda of capoeira. So that was my, that was my learning from capoeira, to, uh, to observe the world from a different angle. Okay? Capoeira is everything that mouth can eat. There's a lot for me to learn from that answer as well. Thank you. Um, were there any closing comments or thoughts you would like to add or, or anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, I mean, in terms of, in terms of this, the musicality of capoeira, I still, and again, yeah, because just make sure that everybody understood, I'm still learning a lot, you know, from, from, the, from capoeira, from the music of capoeira. And because of I, I'm comparing, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this parallel in between Candomblé and, and the musical of Capoeira, I'm just saying that people have to really, 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 us, all of us, really, really, really prepare the instruments of Capoeira for a harder Capoeira. Because that will avoid people to get damaged, people to get hurt, people to get humiliated even, because the ritualization of the harder made by the instruments, when it really, really happens, you're going to have the most beautiful games. So I'm just saying that giving a, a stimulus to people learn the music of Capoeira in the, all, all the deepest aspects of that, each, which is not just Capoeira, it's related with the religion, the Afro-Brazilian religion. Not saying, I'm not saying that you have to be religious, but I'm saying that you have to be very serious with the music of Capoeira, really going deep, going to Candomblé, maybe learning a bit of that, how they play the drums, because it's also connected with the way we play Billy Bowser. Well. That's all, man. Um, most of our listeners are from the UK, although we're up to about 29 different countries now. For those in the UK, are there any places where we might be able to go to, to find Condomblé that you might remember from your time here? Yeah, in London. In London. You have a Condomblé in London. Can have, I can ask my friend, which is part of this Terreiro de Condomblé, this temple, and I, I can give you the, the address if you want, yeah? That'd be brilliant. We'll put that in the description to this episode if, if any of our listeners would like to go and check that out. Well, I'd like to finish by saying a really big thank you for coming on and giving up your time to be here. It's It's been a pleasure for me as well. I've got a lot to learn from the lessons that you've said and your answers. So thank you very much for those. Good luck with all your projects, musical, literary and otherwise. And uh, I will look forward to exploring them further. Nice one. Thank you and uh, congratulations for your initiative. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Until next time, then. Ciao. Bye, man. Take care.